Good morning, everybody. This is P with All Matters, Guard Radio 97, 3FM in the great state of Seattle. We got a great show for you guys today. We've got our good friends and uh, sponsors. Man, these guys have been on my show for almost as long as I've had this show running. It's State Roofing. Uh, they are a best of breed company. We've talked uh, with uh, different um, people at State Roofing. Today, actually, I'm really excited because we have uh, the actual CEO and owner of State Roofing, Sam Thomason, on with me. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pete. How are you? It's good, man. It's good to have you on. You're the you're the big dog in the company. That's a, it's nice to have you to tell your story and things like that. So, really happy to have you here. We also have another fella who uh, they work together, um, not in partnership, but they work and do jobs together. Uh, his name is Eric Vander Linden, and he's with Dumbing In Development. They do a lot of really really cool concrete work, and we're going to kind of geek out on that today as well. So, Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good. Yeah, it's good to have both of you guys here. So we're going to have a discussion. Uh, you know, this show, guys, is really going to all be about uh, outdoor living spaces because, you know, in a great state of Washington, we know we have a lot of rain. But if you have an outdoor living space um, or you want to add to your outdoor living space, that's what we're going to talk about today because you can be outside for a lot longer time during the year instead of being stuck inside in your hibernation cave. Um you know, during the winter months. And that's kind of nice to have. So we're going to get into all kinds of fancy stuff. We'll do decks, concrete. We're going to get into uh, covers, gazebos, fireplaces. One thing I am going to ask Sam about, because he said he does fireplaces. We got to talk about that dreaded thing that came into law where there's no propane and natural gas. So we'll see what Sam has to say about that uh, and, and uh, go forward from there. But before we get started, since you guys are new on the show, um, let's start with you, Eric. So tell us a little bit about W and N, W and N development. And then you guys also do a DBA as material masters. So tell, talk about your company. Like when did it start and kind of what you guys do? W and N's been a, in, been a business since 1997 at this point. My parents started it. We started up in Whatcom County. We've kind of, we've moved all over throughout the years. That's for sure. But we've kind of turned this, you know, Thurston Lewis Pierce County into our home ground at this point. And okay. So you, know, you guys are down south. That's where I grew up in Olympia. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Olympia's where kind of our main area. Um, mm-hmm. But the company's definitely evolved over the years from what we do and what where we perform. But we've always kind of lived in that commercial market and the multifamily. Yeah. Um, but after, as years progress and market demands, there's been a lot of need for residential concrete contractors. So it's kind of brought us to the conclusion of starting Material Masters as a trade name okay. under WN Development. So that way we can hopefully bring our commercial knowledge and commercial equipment and tooling and crews yeah. to kind of be able to help homeowners get the residential proper projects that's, done the right way. That's very cool. So you you're you actually were pouring a lot of solid slabs and beam structures for big, big companies like Costco and things like that. Is that were you doing the big commercial warehouse stuff? We stay more in like the larger multifamily okay. of facilities in retirement. Okay. And now you're over in residential and now you're hanging out with uh, Sam and his company, which is super cool. And we'll get into that. So, but I have to ask you before I move over to Sam though. So now you're second generation, right? And yes. I think you said off air, you and your brother run this yes. thing now. Me and my brother are partners now. So we kind of have a divide through the company where I handle office side of things and he yeah. handles the field side of things. Very cool. 
keeps us from what so do you guys uh do you guys get along you obviously must if you're working together we do get along we've we've created a good divide right we kind of That's split good. we each we each have our area and it keeps conflicts from arising yeah i bet you fought though in your kids Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, brothers do. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you guys are running the show now. We'll talk a lot more about concrete here. I want to get Sam on the show because I talked with Sam yesterday off air and man, what an interesting story. So Sam, I'd like you to kind of share your story because you actually didn't, I mean, you actually did come from the trades and I do want you to bring that up. And then you moved over into more of financial markets. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background. Sure, sure. And that, hey, Pete, thanks for having me on today. Yeah, um, yeah. When, when Pete and I had a chance to talk uh, a little earlier, um, I actually grew up in the electrical construction trade. So I had a family member owned an electric electrical company. Uh, I worked there. I mean, loading trucks like back in high school, all the Good way up to uh, uh, getting my journeyman's license there before I wow. finished. Okay. So I, well, it was just a really great experience for me. Uh, I mean, some of the best guys I've ever worked with, you know, were there and I have those yeah. memories. I, you know, I was thinking for our show, I mean, working with Bobby and John and Vance and Kevin and like, I still remember these Are they guys, still working? Or- yeah, they are. They're, they're awesome. still working. I, I don't see them as often anymore, yeah. but you know, it's just, it, it was a really great experience. A lot of camaraderie around that. And, yeah. you know, I did. You know, after college, I went off and I worked in real estate finance and other financial services markets for, you know, a better part of 20 years. And uh, I really just ended up feeling like I wanted to do something more tangible. You know, I wanted to be a part of, of building you something. You want to get back to the trades family. I hear you. Yeah, brother. I really wanted to get back there. And uh, <laughs> it was interesting because people around me were like, you're going to do what? You know, because the people <laughs> I didn't yeah. really, you know, know me, you know, at that time. And so um, I started poking around a little bit to see what opportunities might be out there. And a friend of mine called me and said, hey, I'm about to list this company for sale. And it's called State Roofing. And I thought, I know I've heard of that before. And then he sent me this jingle, like a a text message. Uh I was like, oh, that's the State Roofing. Like, I remember that as a kid. And like, all the commercials. It's really like a Pacific Northwest institution. It and is, so, man. Um, so immediately, like that same day, I got in touch with the owners, went and met with them the following day. And we really just started diving into what was most important to them and, and to me. And um, one of the things that they had brought up was that, you know, they wanted somebody to make sure they maintained the legacy of the company and also maintained the warranties that the customers had. Because so often in these situations, a company sells and somebody just buys all the assets and all the customers are kind of left to fend. Yeah, it's easy for you to abandon those and, you know, because they're not dealing with the cost or anything of it. But but you didn't do that. No, I didn't do it. We, so we took on all of the warranties. We kept everything intact for the customers that had done business there for, at the time, 49 years. And so we, you know, yeah. we went through this whole process and boy, I just, I really lucked out. There were, there was a lot of great people inside of the company, just a lot of institutional knowledge um, that was there to help, you know, with the business. And so I've just been really blessed to, you know, continue that tradition of, yeah. you know, high quality projects, uh, you know, serving our customer base and standing behind our warranties and yeah. uh, you know, the rest of the history. Now we're coming up on 56 years. I know it's uh, great. Yeah, you guys started in 1968. It's been quite it's been the ride. Incredible. You know, actually, I got to tell you, and I didn't tell you this, Sam. Well, I did. I mentioned it. One of my most favorite shows in the 15 plus years we've been doing this is when uh, Chip Hanauer came on with State, and we yes. talked all he because you guys did his uh, his uh, roof for him. But I mean, he talked about the old days of the hydro races, and uh, then we, you know, sprinkled in some State stuff. But it was fascinating, you know, just to to listen to him, and he was so happy. 
with your work there. Um, you know, you talked all about, you know, how you guys did the project, how clean you were, white glove service. I mean, I didn't, I just, it, my job was easy. I just kind of sat back and listened to it. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. I, and the other thing too, I want to ask you, cause you know, um, one of the things, cause I always like to, um, you know, check people out. I, I looked uh, online and checked out Sam and, you know, he's won some leadership awards too, which is really cool, Sam. But, you know, given that fact, how, how did you, how do you carry on? I mean, that's kind of a responsibility to carry on the legacy of state that started in 68 as an institution in Washington state, pretty much everybody knows you guys. So how did you, you know, really kind of help the previous owners to say, yes, this is kind of how I'm going to do things. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, overall, we had great alignment naturally. You, okay. you know, I mean, my, my perspective, you know, you brought up some leadership awards. I, I appreciate, you know, that. And, um, you know, really all business is about, you know, whether it's roofing or it's finance or it's concrete, I mean, it's, it's really about developing people. Yeah. You know, amen, brother. You get a company the size of, you know, WN Development, Material Masters, State yeah. Roofing, you know, whether it's me or it's Eric, you can't just sit in the office and do it by yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and state roofing has been a team, you know, for decades. We have, I mean, people on our estimating team and in the field that have been here for over 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it really, it just takes a whole community of people. And what I love most about mm-hmm. state roofing and business in general is you can create the right pathways for people, you know, to grow and to excel in their career. And you can get them excited about the mission and vision of what you're doing. You know, everybody can really love coming to work. And and with the with the old owners, that was really what we talked about. I mean, they've been... Yeah. They started this thing when they were 19 years old. Wow. It was their whole life. Yeah. You know, what was state roofing. And so it was, uh, I definitely felt the weight, you know, of yeah. taking that on in a good way. You know, it makes you really be serious and focused and make sure you continue to maintain that outstanding reputation. And, yeah. and deliver. You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up too, because I, re- I remember, so, you know, I was a little kid, you know, back in the sixties, but. I built houses with my father all through the seventies, you know, back when there were shake mills and all that stuff up and down the West coast. My dad was in the sawmill industry and, uh, you guys were doing the same thing. Well, some of our first shows, we were talking about the old shake mills and going out there and how they split the shakes and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's days gone by, but yeah. you know, the cool thing is you, you know, and we've talked about this on previous shows guys. And by the way, if you you know want to check out our previous shows, go to mynorthwest.com forward slash home matters. Cause these guys, man, I mean, you're up to on technology. You've got all kinds of recycled roofing now. You, you know, you're doing siding, you're doing painting. We're going to talk about decks today, but you really have a state abreast. You know, now you're, you know, <clears throat> working with, um, with dummy end development and, you know, with the concrete work and things like that, where you build, you know, where other companies have strengths, you drop from those strengths. You guys know what you do, right? And what your strengths are, which is, I think that's, that's great. That's super cool. But, I do agree with you guys a hundred percent. Now, you know, that people are your most important asset. So I got to ask Eric, so I know we've been talking to Sam here. I know you're in the office, but do you, do you get out in the trenches sometimes and get out there in the job sites? There are times I have to, that's for sure. But you yeah. know, for the most part, luckily we have crews and capable enough crews where it's not too often where I actually have to get in and help. I do yeah. you know, try to come by and look or meet clients and look that side of things, but. More yeah. often than not, no, I'm not in the trenches. You're not the you're not you're in awesome. the rubber boots anymore. <laughs> no, I have them, but uh, they don't. Good for you. That's that's very cool. But you, <laughs> just like Sam, you you kind of grew up in the trades, though. I would imagine with concrete work, your family didn't you? 
Oh yeah. There was, there was no such thing as summer breaks or weeks yeah. off this, that, or the other. It was school, schools ends this day, work starts Monday. So that's be- awesome. With that I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. We're having a good discussion here with Sam Thomason, the uh, CEO owner of Steve Roofing, and Eric Vanderlinden, who is uh, second generation and works with his brother, and they run WNN Development. Material Masters, you know, whether it's um, roofing, obviously, is what State does, but they also do a great job. We've talked about decks for years with these guys. We're going to talk about it today. Just uh, you guys know the jingle, um, but the easiest way, go to stateroofing.com. They have a right there on the website. You can do it on your phone. You can uh, request a, a visit for them to come out and give you an estimate. Start that process. Or, you know, if you like to do it like all we all do, um, you know, give them a call. 360 Seven one six four. The friendly people at state. They'll take your call. They'll find out kind of what you're looking for, whether it's you know a deck, concrete work, a blend of both, um, outdoor living spaces. Because one of the things I like that I did not know is state handles all kinds of different aspects. So you can put together your whole outdoor living space uh, through state. They they act like a general contractor, and they'll take care of that for you. All right. So going back. Um, so we talked about your two backgrounds and your companies and things like that. I appreciate that. So how did you guys, so I guess let's start with Sam. Um, uh, how did you guys decide to, or how did you find out about WNN and how did you guys decide to work together? Sure. No, no, it's great. Um, well, I guess, you know, to kind of back up on that a little bit, I mean, WNN, like I met Eric through some mutual friends and we happen to live in the same town. Oh, and it wow, just okay. About that I was looking for. <laughs> you know, some concrete work to be done. And I happened to reach out to Eric to talk to him about it. And I really found out a lot more about his company. I'd known him for a little while, but we hadn't really went deep on on the concrete work conversation. And and once I got to know him and his brother and just their family legacy in the business, you know, I was just really intrigued on how we could work together. Because so often where we're building these amazing deck projects, but we're combining different hardscapes together to really create you know, a great environment, you know, outside. And, and so it was, it was just this special connection to see somebody delivering such high quality work, you know, in, yeah. in a residential space that you could rely on, that's going to show up, that has project management capabilities and understands the level of work that we do at state roofing. And, and they have the same expectations, you know, when it comes to delivering for their customers. So it really just became this really cool blend, uh, where we could elevate, you know, help elevate each other. You know, yeah. in the space, I mean, both really respectable companies in their own right, both been around for, you know, decades. Uh, and so it was, it was just really great to connect and see the work they've done. And yeah. we did our due diligence and saw projects and, you know, talked with people that they'd done work with and, and just everybody had great things to say. And so at that point, we knew it was really time to dig deeper and, and figure out how we could work together. Yeah. That sounds cool. And then, uh, Eric, uh, have you, have you guys material masters? Has that been around in the residential space? Have you guys been doing that for a while now? Material masters is relatively new. We're okay. probably going on right now about six months. So okay. for us, we've done residential projects, but we've never really had that broken separation in the company. It okay. was something we've done, you know, people that knew us or people we worked for could have, you know, we yeah. go help them when we could, but we never really made a, a solid push for it and made it part of our company. 
Okay. So now you do. And that's great. So do you, uh, now that you guys are, I know you're, you're, it's kind of a a working arrangement, but uh, you know how it is in homes. I was a contractor up there in Seattle. It's like you come in for one thing and then there's all these other things, right? So do you, when you're out doing concrete work, maybe state's not involved. Are you, do people approach you like, Hey, do you know a good roofing company or do you know a good siding company? Do you, do you run into that? Certainly. Yeah. Or here's a patio. What we really want is a covered porch or, you know, just tie all together. And for our part to go, our, you know, patio to go well and then to get their end result. I mean, it's beneficial for us to get Sam involved as well because he's going to come in and execute. And at the end of the day, you know, the customer is getting exactly what they wanted and we got to help each other and get a good product out of it. Exactly. And it makes it so much easier when you have great companies working together with this similar philosophy about customer service and work culture and things like that. So that's very, very, very cool. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get into outdoor living spaces. Let's talk first before remodeling. We'll talk about new builds. So Sam, what like we get just get people in the frame of mind. I know some people are sitting out there listening going, you know what? I've thought about this for a long time, but like in your mind, what are some of the benefits of having an outdoor living space in Washington State? Well, you know, I, I think the first one is like too many times we think about maybe around here, people say, oh, it rains so much or it's not yeah. that great. But, you know, we have some of the uh, some really mild temperatures. I mean, go outside in Phoenix right now and use your back patio. I mean, it's it's pretty tough. You know, so we have this great space, you know, um, here, a great, great atmosphere and, and weather uh, to use that. And I think you know the other part is we do have you when we get into like fall or, or like early spring, you mm-hmm. know, and the weather is maybe... It's not as warm as we like it. We have rain. It really comes into having the beautiful deck or or stamped concrete patio with a cover over it, integrating infrared heaters in there. So you yeah, can really yeah. you know, kind of pull your life to the outside and extend your living space and do it in a really comfortable way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I am. Um... You know, I went and I looked because I always look at remodeling magazine. It's one of the kind of the stalwarts mm-hmm. been out there. Just so you guys know, um, in 2023, in their cost versus value report uh, for a deck, or I'm sorry, for an outdoor living space, the average RRI is 74%, which is really high, um, I think, for for a, a project like that. If you're just doing a deck, it's 70%. Now, obviously, the RI goes higher for larger decks. Or if you're doing composite, obviously, it's a better return on your investment. And then concrete patios, according to Remodeling Magazine, are at 67. So they're really close with decks. Um, and obviously, larger patios have a higher ROI, too. So really, what's nice is when a person's making an investment, a homeowner, they're getting a, a good return on investment if they ever do decide to help sell the home, you know, and they can enjoy it while they have it, which is most important. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So, um, so what I'd like to do is let's get into some of the project trends you're seeing with customers. Let's start with like deck areas. So Sam, like what are things you're seeing over the last couple of years, like the type of decks people are doing, uh, what's most popular that, you know, where you're installing, this is for a new build. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, some of the trends we're seeing really have been, you know, moving away from cedar 
or natural wood decking, really just because of the maintenance. It's not really the yeah. look. I mean, cedar deck looks beautiful, but you know, as we all know, like you have to decide that you want to be out staining, you know, every year or every other year to keep it up. So from a material standpoint, we're seeing a shift to materials like timber tech, which is going to be a composite decking, uh, long warranties, low maintenance. You can put a pressure washer to it without worrying about damaging, you know, the, the surface. Uh, and then we're also seeing a shift too towards, you know, like tropical hardwoods like ePay, um, yeah. which those aren't familiar. I mean, I love eBay. It's hardwood. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're going to, if you're going to put, you know, screws to that, you're pre-drilling. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it doesn't work well otherwise. Right. And so yeah. we're seeing that trend. And then, you know, we're also seeing that move away from the, you know, the wood picket rails to really look more towards like steel corded railings. Glass, yeah. aluminum glass is nice. Yeah. Aluminum, yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of that. Um, you know, it's happening. Uh, we do quite a bit with, um, uh, you know, privacy fences, you know, on the decks, you know, and, you know, we, mm-hmm. we're all kind of what, now. So how, how would you classify a privacy fence on a deck? What is that inner? Sure. Like, so, so we'll take like on the end of the deck where you might have a railing, you know, at the okay. end of our neighbors that tend to be, you know, closer, you know, okay. than Right. So we'll build like maybe a trellis, you know, that we can put like some vines on to really kind of create a natural, um, you know, space there where you get some privacy okay. out of it yeah. without building a big wall, you know, yeah. to, to cover it up. It kind of softens yeah. the space up a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't look as clunky, which is, yeah, ex- yeah. Ex- ex- yeah. exactly. Well, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, and I was just going to say, you know, we're, you know, out- outside of that, you know, we're seeing a lot of people extending with their decks on the new build side. Yeah. You know, when we're designing the deck, which, by the way, you have an in-house architect now uh, that can really help. Wow. Bring yeah. to life. And so, you know, we'll be building the deck, but we'll also be building the cover and putting the heaters in. And so we're seeing a, a, just really the trend of like, how do I bring my inside living space outside and how do I do it in a comfortable way? You know, 365 days a year. Awesome. We come back. We're going to continue our discussion with Sam and Eric. We're going to talk to Eric about some of the patio things as part of the outdoor living space uh, that you can have um, in the great state of Washington. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. News. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM in the great state. Uh, Seattle, we're having a great discussion with Sam Thomason, CEO and owner of State Roofing, and Eric Vanderlinden, who is second generation and uh, runs and owns the operation with his family. They're at WN Development. They started Material Masters now for the residential. So that's the, the company you'll see with Eric and his team uh, coming out to take care of um, all of your different concrete work, whether it be patio, sidewalks, things like that. We're going to talk to Eric here in just a second. Before um, I get back into our discussion, I do want to, guys, if you're thinking about doing this, and now is actually a good time. We'll talk about lead times and things with Sam, but, um, you know, you should give them a call now because I'm sure they're getting busier and busier in this time of year uh, with these kinds of projects. So call them at 360-794-7164. That's 360-794-7164. Or you can go over to stateroofing.com. And uh, they got, a, I mean, it's a really good website. They also have a, a place up there where you can fill out to request a, an estimate. So that's easy too, if you want to do that. I mean, I would prefer just, if it was me, I'd call them because uh, it's always nice to talk. I, your people are so friendly at state. You know, it's like, 
It's just a lot. You know, it's, it's nice to have positivity, you know. It's, it that's that, that's a fact. That, yeah. that is, it's great to have that 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 really positive energy around the office. It is. Well, it starts with you. So, you know, if you were grumpy, it probably would, you know, trickle downhill. So, <laughs> so it's good to be positive. All right. Um, let's go now. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention before, because before we took a break, I do want to mention to build off of what Sam said too. You know, we, I built a ton of cedar decks back in the day, you know, in the seventies and eighties. But the thing is, you know, guys, a lot of the problem, cause we all know in Washington state, if you stand still for too long, you're going to get, you know, algae or, mildew growing on you with all the rain we have so you know with the the decks not only is it maintenance but then you got to deal with all of that and you, this you guys know that because your deck if you have a cedar deck it turns green right and that's all that stuff on there and then you got to clean it off and you can't really pressure wash it because that opens the pores and destroys the cedar so it's better to uh i agree with sam's better to go with the composites they're so much better these days it's a wood wood pulp and a polyethylene uh combination and what that does is it makes it very structurally strong makes it uv resistant it comes in a lot of different colors the fastening systems are so much better now than what they used to be so i just wanted to add that sam to kind of some of the stuff you were saying because i really do i you know timber tech is a great product they have you know some good ones out there yeah i appreciate that yeah okay um let's go over to to uh concrete um work now so you know i everybody always thinks about oh rectangular square you know whatever but to me personally architecturally i think having uh you know concrete work that has shape to it and curves and rounds that's what makes it like super cool and it makes it aesthetically very pleasing so can you talk about some of the trends you're seeing with the concrete work you're doing at material masters in people's homes yeah, for sure. I think the biggest one and the biggest way to change and just elevate your concrete anymore is just stamping. The availability of stamps and templates. I mean, yeah. anything from brick to scrap slates to wood stamps to make it. I mean, they, they make one for just about anything you can imagine now. Wow. How do you, so when you, when you're going out or one of your salespeople are going out, how, do they have like a book of like the stamp shapes that they show people or how, how do people learn about that? We do. We've got some literature from our, some of our suppliers that show, I mean, cause there's too many to really make someone visualize how many options they have to choose from. Okay. And you think about all the live edges to where you can make the, uh, the outside or the downturn edges of concrete look textured as well. So that doesn't have to be a smooth surface. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty endless what they That's can do. That's awesome. Now I, I got to ask you a question. So what if I want to have a custom stamping? Do you, do you provide that? kind of service where I, we could design something up together? We do have a line on stencils. So we have, okay. you can get stencils for your own images. They do some Nordic designs, some different compass designs, and we pour okay. them right into concrete and remove them. And then we can color them differently too, to make them accent. That's super cool. Well, that's where I was going to go with this, Eric, because, you know, the thing is back in the day, uh, and I still can do it. It's just, I'm getting too old for this stuff, but I used to love to do custom either exotic woods in a nautical theme or stone where I cut it. It's all the geometrical and then you're building the hardwood floors around it. So you're saying you can do something similar with, a custom stamping, like a nautical theme and then pigmentations that will offset it from the, the field of concrete is, is that kind of. For sure. Yeah. They've come a long way on their topical colors too. So after you stamp that in, you can, you can make it look and accent however you want. That's awesome. What, so what, what kind, do you guys have like, how do you work pigmentations? Is that, do you do, can you do custom colors or are there standard ones that people can pick from or how does that work? 
they're standard to a certain degree, but the color chart itself is is so many endless options that I don't know. I don't know where you could need custom. Okay. Um, and they'll they'll do them anywhere from integral concrete to where we'll literally color the concrete itself as they're mixing it. So the okay. whole the whole surface is colored all the way through. Okay, or, so basically the pigmentation, you you are, are the people pouring are the guys pouring it in the mix box then and, and they're mixing it right there on site? They do it in the plant, so it's all perfectly okay. dosed and colored wow. to the exact chart. That's awesome. And, okay. and they do some after the fact. So your retro concrete, your your old existing concrete's faded. You can we have some products you can put on after the fact as well to give your colors. And then those colors hold up because I would think they would have to be impregnated into the concrete. So an after the fact still the color stays. The biggest controlling factor is sealer. Is if okay. your concrete doesn't have a sealer on it, it will bite in and it will it will die into the surface of it. Okay. And then when you put a sealer product over the top of that again, it's similar to your vehicle, the clear coat, you lock that color in and okay. then sealer is what you're renewing year to year. So Okay, so the sealer has to be put on then every year just to hold that pigmentation is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, every about two to three years, depending on the sealer of your choice, mm-hmm. you need to but that's just a it's just a roll on. It's pretty easy, isn't it, for a homeowner? Yeah. Roll on, spray on, many different ways of doing it. Um, but it, it definitely and that's how you keep your concrete with that wet look. You know, yeah. everything looks better when you hose it off. Well a sealer Keeps yeah, it, yeah. And makes everything wash off incredibly easily. Got it. Okay, a couple more things I want to ask about concrete, just because it popped in my head. Is do you guys? Um, they have you know the trowel and brush, but they also have a salted one. Do you ever use a salt? Do you, people ask for a salted finish where they're pouring the salt, or is that pretty rare these days? We don't see the salt too often. No, okay. like anything you see exposed concrete, okay. which everybody's seen, you know your your bumpy exposed rock look, but they've come yeah. a long way there. They now have products you put on that control how far it okay. exposed, so you can go as light as a sandblast texture all the way down to large exposed rocks sticking out. Okay. And do you, do you do, um, you know, one of the things is the integration of materials. So is it purely just concrete or can you put in like pebble rocks and things within the rock concrete to make kind of a river path look? Or is we, that can. we can. can. Oh, that'd be we can. Cool. Yeah. We, we had a black rock, clear rock and white rock that we threw onto the concrete as we finished it. Yeah. And actually came back with polishing machines and grinded about a quarter inch off the top of the concrete and it pretty That'd much cut everything in half and it just it looked like you know glass you know bit. that was sam what i was thinking of is in my head architecturally be super cool to have like a spiral like a shell and then do that uh-huh. the concrete and then have you would put in the like a, a fireplace or something there in the middle man mm-hmm. what an accent piece that'd be incredible for sure yeah that'd be cool all right. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. W- one last thing on concrete. And then Sam, I want to come over and talk about, you know, some of the coverage you do. Um, because a lot of people ask me this. And so it's just good for them to know, like, what is a typical tensile strength of concrete that you're pouring for like a patio or a sidewalk and why that tensile strength? We're typically using in, in, in your basic walking surfaces, you know, your back patios, your sidewalks, your, your 3000 PSI mix is going to be sufficient. It's going to hold the biggest controller of it is honestly going to be your subgrades, making sure you have proper compaction on where you pour that concrete. That's what's going to keep your strength the most. Okay. Okay. If you're in a driveway, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to bumping up to like a 4000 PSI mix. But there's some other means you can do thickening it up or adding some rebar reinforcement to help give it yeah. that. Sh- if you're going to drive on it, I mean, I think it should be thicker than a sidewalk. Yeah, more like a six inch. And then you, are you doing the subcompacting work at your company? You do all the prep? Yes. Yep. We do all the removal. And if there's any subgrade issues, we'll amend those, add gravel, yeah. action, yeah. and make 
nature because at the end of the day, it's our product that holds up and it's, it's our product. They're going to see cracking or failing and yeah. it's our Make sure it doesn't. Yeah. To your reputation. Well, it's yeah. nice. And you take care of everything. So the customer doesn't have to lift a finger. They just pay, you know, you guys and you take care of it. That's awesome. That was far to go. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So Sam, I want to get into, uh, let's see, we've got, uh, yeah, we got a couple more minutes. So we have time here. Talk about covers. Cause I know, you know, decks, it's nice to have gazebos, pergolas, you know, you talked about trellises, arbors, and then any other kind of covers. What, what kinds of, things do you see customers are looking for and and how do you build them? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. So I mean, what, what, the most popular covers that we're seeing right now, whether we're building a deck or it's just, they're looking for, you know, a covered space out back. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that we have an architect on staff here to help yeah. with design. We work with a ton of engineering firms out there. I have great relationships there. And so we're doing actually a lot where we are tying in, you know, to the actual existing roof or into the existing house, bringing out that cover. We work with electrical companies to bring in infrared heaters, like lighting fans. You know, we can also build um, those covers with like sliding glass or accordion style glass doors, you know, so you can really close that space off and and make it really like an interior space. Or you can slide those accordion doors open uh, glasses and really just get that full outdoor natural feel. Um, is what's going to be most popular right now. We do some other work where, you know, people want like a um, more of a solarium style, like aluminum frame glass, you know, built off the back of the house. We do a little bit of that. Okay. But really, we've seen, you know, a lot of people, you know, building these just wood structures, metal roofs or composition roofs put on them, you know, um, you know, clear cedar TNG you know, going up on the on the underside of there, yeah. really giving it a nice finished look. I mean, when we're done, it's, uh, I always like to say, like, kind of work that we do, Pete. I mean, we want somebody to go and just pick, try to pick it apart, like find something. Because at the end of the day, our customers sit there and look and enjoy, look at that space and enjoy that space for the next 30 years. Yeah. Like, I always want them to say state roofing did a phenomenal job on this project. There's not a thing we would change about it. And that's the length we go to on every project. That's awesome. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion here uh, with uh, Sam and Eric about uh, outdoor living spaces. We will get into remodeling aspects. Some of you guys have a deck or you maybe have some patio work and you really want to kind of change or add on to that. So we'll discuss that with them in our fourth segment here. But that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters, Car Radio 97.3. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. Okay, we're having a good discussion here with uh, Sam Thomason, who's the CEO and owner of Steer Roofing, and Eric Vanderlinden, who uh, runs Material Masters with his brother Kyle, right? Kyle? Is that correct? Yeah, maybe we'll have Kyle on the show in the future, too. Um, okay, I want to, before we move over into, I want to talk to you guys about picking a contractor, but one thing I want to ask you, because a lot of people are worried about this now, Sam, is, you know, the, the with the new, I, I guess, legislation that came down from upon high, we can't do these new propane and natural gas installs. So if somebody wants to have an outdoor fireplace, what is your solution for that so they can still have a flame-based fireplace out there? Yeah, well, uh, great question. And believe it or not, there are some amazing fireplaces out there that are actually running off of electricity instead. And it really has a, a natural looking flame. Uh, and yeah. it can really still set that same mood that you might get with a, 
you know, propane or natural gas fireplace. So there's been a lot done with that and that's coming along, come a long way. And, uh, you know, and then you kind of couple that with, you know, like I've seen some of Eric's like outdoor, like concrete built fireplaces or fire pits and, yeah. and getting those retrofits together. I mean, you can really just have this phenomenal natural like feel to your space out there. Yeah. You don't have to compromise. Well, and that's one thing to bring up. We will talk about that in this segment is there's a lot of people who have those existing spaces already and that's all grandfathered in. So they don't, right. you know, they're not banned just because if they're there and you already have propane fireplaces, then you can change it and build off of that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, let's get over to, thank you for that. I want to talk to you guys about uh, picking a contractor. So, you know, when they're working, I, you know, I did look up just because I wanted to find out, I know there's like a thousand other decking companies in Washington state. So how should a customer, Sam, go about picking a contractor and why would they, out of all those decking contractors, why would they pick stay roofing? Yeah, no, um, yeah, I'd love to touch on that. So, you know, I think there's, there's places out there to look, right? Like the Better Business Bureau, there, there's, you know, going on and just what everybody does, right? Like a Google, I need a new deck for my backyard and you yeah. see, yeah. you know, what kind of reviews pop up and, you know, I, I think you look through those reviews and, you know, hopefully somebody's got mostly five star reviews and everybody's got something that happens along the way. It's how you deal with it. Right. That really yep. matters yep. Um, there. But I think, you know, one of the the best ways, in my opinion, to research a contractor is really going to the Department of Labor and Industries and doing the look up a contractor. If you just Google that, like look up a contractor, L&I, it'll pop up and you can punch in any contractor by name. And the reason I think that's a great place to go, Pete, is because you know nobody's paying for that. Nobody's paying for you. Know, you can pay for leads. Yeah, it's a government site, a part yeah. of other sites. You know, yeah. um, that's really to me just speaks the truth, right? It's going to say whether the the, the contractor's licensed, bonded, insured, if their business license has lapsed before, if they're paying or not paying their workers' comp premiums to keep their workers safe and insured. Um, it, the other thing it says there um, that's really important is. You know, how many employees somebody has, you yeah. know, working in their company. You know, a lot of times you go out and somebody's going to do this project. They're going to add like a, you know, 1600 square foot deck on the back. And Department of Labor Industry says the company has no employees. And so you're kind of wondering, like, you know, who's really heading up this project, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, it also shows people's safety record. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, if your job site's safe, your people are safe, you're organized, that does translate over into the quality of work you know, that you're going to deliver for someone. And then uh, last but not least, you can also see if there's any lawsuits against that contractor open or closed over the last six years, you know? And so it's really just that uh, to me, it's that most independent place, you know, to really understand who's there outside of that, right. You want to look at, you know, what are the credentials of the people who are doing work? You know, Mm -hmm. Pete, you asked me in in an earlier time, we talked about, you know, gosh, you've hired state roofing to do this deck, you know, and it's really, you go all the way back in state roofing and we started off as a roofing company and that's how everybody knows us. Uh, but you, we invest heavily in, in our decking division. I mean, Paul and our decking team, master craftsman, he's built multi-million dollar custom homes. He's been doing decks for us for, you know, 20 years now. Um, we have other journeyman level carpenters here that do everything carpentry and stonework. So really ask those questions like, Who's going to be out doing this project? Who's going to oversee it? How do I know my plans are going to be compliant? Right? right? Like, are we meeting code? Does this need engineering? Because in the end of the day, I mean, if the contractor doesn't get the engineering done and they build the deck and they're off, you know, in the sunset, 
you know, and and you get an inspection, it has to be torn down. Good luck. Oh, you know, I've seen it, that a lot. Yeah, it, it, happens. it happens a lot. And now you get get to pay for that twice as a customer. You know, and that's exactly it. And, and I'd always question. There's two things I'd question too. When your bids come in and I encourage people to get bids, like, you know, understand who you're working with, you know, find out, you know, what's going to work best for you. But, you know, if somebody's bid is 40% less than the next bid that's coming in, you know, always I'd say just encourage people to ask themselves why, like, why do they think that is, Yeah. you know, and really understand what you're getting for the money. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally agree. The only thing I can add to that, you know, from doing this as well is I always would tell people, and it's true when you guys do work, both you guys, you know, I would tell people, look, you know, as far as bids go, if people know, if the company knows what they're doing, the work is the work, there's a cost there to doing that. So if somebody is way lower, way high, they either didn't understand the project or there's some monkey business going on in there because good contractors are all going to be around in the same, that same range, right? So the only, you know, the thing is bottom line, then I always look at, when I go back and I've said this before about stay roofing and now, you know, obviously with WN is you guys have been around since 1968. Obviously, if you weren't doing things right in your business, whether it be roofing or decks, you wouldn't still be around. And a lot of these contractors come and go. And if they go or roofers go or deck builders go and you have a problem, guess what? They're not there to help you out where you guys are. And you even mentioned earlier in the show that you took on all of the warranties from previous customers because that was the right thing to do. So that's important. Yeah. That's important to people. So, all right, let's dive over because we've got a few more minutes. I do want to talk about remodeling because I know you guys mentioned uh, that a lot of most of your work is in remodeling. So when you're, when you're looking those kind of customers or maybe they have an existing deck or they're looking to add a patio or maybe they have part of a patio. Let's, let's talk first with you, Sam. I'll go over to you, Eric. What, what, what kinds of jobs are you looking at there for deck jobs? Sure. No, absolutely. Well, you know, there's a lot of times we go out to look at these projects and somebody, you know, wants a new deck and they have one existing. I mean, we inspect the framing first, right? We want to understand like what's going on under the existing deck, right? Because there's times where you get your surface, old surface cedar boards are wore out, but you have pressure treated framing underneath that's actually salvageable and in good shape. We're always looking at that as, you know, is that framing going to last as long as the new deck surface is going to last, right? right? We don't want to end up putting a new deck surface on just to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we look at that and then, you know, we work with like, you know, guys on our team, like Jared, who is our architect here and he'll like go out and look, say, okay, what's the existing framing? What do you, what's your design idea? And then him and Paul work together. Like, how do we tie this in? Do we need engineering for this? But we can pull that in together. So it's not always like, Hey, we have to scrap everything that's there. You know, go over. Right. We can keep like the best of what what you have and build off of that. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. And then, Eric, do you are you building off of the existing concrete work there? Or are you pretty much tearing that up and putting in new? Typically, if they're going to do an addition, it's usually they want to remove what they have. Okay. They're either not happy with the original finish because nine times out of ten, you know, you're not the one that selected it, or they're not happy with how it was originally installed. If they're going to stick with original, we usually come down to some recoloring or resurfacing options. Okay. And you, if it's bigger, you can integrate that in with whatever the new pour is you're doing then. Is that correct? Certainly. certainly. They have some new products now. You can overlay the old concrete and re-stamp it. Yeah. And one last thing, because I I want to bring up a couple of points, but Sam, I do, you, you have an architect on staff and then, 
it sounds like you have kind of a, a, a team of, of professional engineers you work with if you need to do calcs and send that in for permit approval and all that, right? Yeah, that, that, that's right. We have, I mean, I don't know, 40 projects a year or more yeah. that in the, just in the decking space alone yeah. that require engineering. So yeah. we're very adept at having those conversations and making sure it's done and even taking things through permitting. We work with arborists, you know, when there's trees involved and there's different codes wow. around that and what you can do. So, I mean, really we allow our customers to just hand it off to us and let us run with it, let them live their lives and, and we'll worry with all. You know, we'll handle all the worry around the permits yeah. and arborists and what we need to do around engineering to make sure that project comes to life correctly. That's awesome. Well, making it easy since 1968. That's what it's that's all right. about, man. Whether it's roofing or decking, siding, painting, and now we have concrete work too with WN. Guys, Eric, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for having us. It was good. And Sam, it's good to meet you. Glad to have you on the show and look forward to having you on again. Yeah, thanks a lot, Pete. Thanks for having us on, and we look forward to joining you as well. All right, give these guys a call. Stay Roofing at stayroofing.com or 360-794-7164. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Cover Radio 97.3.